0: you get up, when you know your birthright, when you get up, because you know your authority and you know your birthright so that you can walk in your authority correctly, not violating structures that are in heaven, nor structures here on earth.
1: Come on, church. we got to get on the same page. we
0: got to get on the same mindset. So when we know our authority, when we know our birthright, we're going to actually be able to move forward in victory and not be a casualty of war. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you cannot extend what you underestimate. See, I'm not going to underestimate my birthright, because if I underestimate my birthright, then I'm gonna underestimate the power of God that's been made present for me right here, right now, today. I'm not gonna underestimate my birthright. I'm not gonna underestimate I'm not gonna if you don't understand your birthright, okay, or if you haven't owned it. So A, if you haven't understood it, you haven't, or if you underestimate it, or you actually just have never owned it because you just don't quite understand what is what is it all this about? What is she talking about? I don't get it. Well, wake up and show up today. You may be sitting but are you here? Tell me you're here. I'm here. I'm here. You're with me? Are we all here? here. We're all here? Okay, so so we're going to learn what our birthright is just the beginning. We're just in Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to just start in those first few verses. But I want you to get the birthright, which is your position in Christ, because God wants you to walk in a higher level of authority than you do so today. Amen? Amen. Man, somebody needs to get excited about that. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to go to, we're going to start off first of all and go to Exodus 14. So Exodus 14, 13 and 14. Two scriptures, Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Which he will accomplish for you today. When is God going to accomplish this for you? Today. Today. What is he asking you to do? Stand still. Stand still and see stand still and see somebody has to get a seeing on the inside of them before they can see on the outside somebody's got to get a Holy Ghost unction on the inside and say I'm going to stand still and see I'm not going to stand still and be blind I'm going to stand still and I'm going to see Lord open up my eyes Lord open up my spiritual eyes Lord cause me to be an ambassador for the king because that who you've called me to be hallelujah so he says here stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. No more forever. No more forever. What a promise. What a promise of God. Those that have come to bind. Those that have come to take away. Those that have come to torment. Those that have come to change. Those that have come to grip you and those you are praying for. You're standing for. You're believing for. They have come to push shackles. But God said no more today. You're not going to see that anymore. It's not when you rise up in who you are in Christ. When you rise up in the victory God has already paid for, purchased with his own blood. Right? Amen. It's with his blood It's with the blood of Jesus. And so we got to say, it's mine. I'm taking it. You know, there's a time and a place to just be passive, and then there's a time and a place to actually be a little assertive. And sometimes when you hear the truth, you got to get a little assertive and say, hallelujah! That's mine and I'm taking it. I'm not dependent right. upon you to get the revelation of what I'm saying. To Somebody is dependent upon you to get the revelation of what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what the devil wants? He wants you to not hear. He yeah. wants you to not really absorb it. He wants you to not really under, understand or he wants you to underestimate. Oh, you know that already. Oh, you, you got that. No, you don't. Amen. Not in the fullness. Not in the fullness. No, you don't. There is more. There is more. Yes. Plenty more. If there's anybody on your prayer list that you're still praying for, then that's <laughs> proof that there is more for you to understand and to walk in the glory and the authority from upon. That's good. I think that includes everybody. I think that includes all of us. That's good right and so it that. says here, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. These Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more again forever. The Lord will fight for you. Who's fighting? The Lord is going to fight for you. Oh, hallelujah. And you shall hold your peace. Say, I'm going to hold my peace. Because hold, holding my peace, there is victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Baba. So we must stand before we walk, and we must walk before we war. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that. Say, you know, i got to tell you something. i got to tell you something. Act like you've known it forever. Act like you've known this forever. We must stand, we must stand before, we walk. before we walk. And we've got to walk, got to walk, before, we walk. before we war. Before we walk. Stand before you walk. Walk before you war. God's calling us to war in the spirit. But you've got to be able to stand before you're going to walk. And you've got to walk before you war, right? Yeah. So there is a confident assurance that rises up within an equipped, an empowered, and a matured saint of God that walks in their godly positioning, executing their God-given authority. So we're going to journey through this book of Ephesians. Let's turn to Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Father. And I have broken this up into two sections. And one is, as I've already mentioned, the believer's birthright and the other is the believer's authority. So turn to Ephesians chapter 1. We are, we're going to be in this book for a little while, because you know what? We do things on Holy Spirit time. Holy Ghost time. We're not in a rush. Why should we rush? Amen. We don't need to rush. No. What we do need to do is get this in our spirit. Amen. What we do need to do is really understand this and own it. Otherwise, the, the birthright that I'm trying to explain to you is available but if you're not going to walk in and you're not going to take it then therefore it's not going to actually produce what it actually is supposed to produce <laughs> right so we have to be positioned for birthright before you can actually execute authority and before you can walk in victory over what Christ has given you so your birthright is the foundation that you stand on and it's the framework all around <coughs> your life right without a firm foundation and without a a sturdy framework A house cannot be built to last. If we don't have a firm foundation and a sturdy framework all around us, a house cannot be built to last. Notice, it can be built. It's just not going to last. We want a house that's built to last, not just built. Not just built to fall apart, but a house that's going to last. It's going to last through the trials. It's going to last through the wind and the waves. It's going to last through the fires. It's going to last through the attacks. It's going to last. Who is the house? You are. You are. Every single person in this room is the house. We are the house of God. And we are being built up to last. No more are you going to pick up an offense and go running the other direction when God said I had you planted right there. No more. Are you going to be looking at what somebody did and go, you know what? They're doing it. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with them. I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon. Stop because God is saying, I'm building your house. I'm building your house. Let me build your house. Let me help you. Let me build your house. I'm the master builder. He's the master builder, right? So we got to be people that are going to walk with an understanding that, Lord, I want you to build my house to last. Not one that's going to fall apart. And there is a way for that. The foundation and the framework. The foundation and the framework for our life, not just for a literal house. Amen? Amen. So our lives are likened to a house. And when they are properly built, it keeps us from falling apart when an opposition comes. When our lives are built in Christ, it gives us the strength and it gives us the assurance to go after the opponent and war in God's strength. Going after that opponent, amen? Amen. In Christ we have been given every spiritual blessing. Now let's look at Ephesians 1, 3. We already started this study on Thursday, so this is actually our second um, time in this. And we, uh, we were still in Ephesians chapter 1, so we're still in Ephesians chapter 1. So we're on verse 3. And in verse 1-3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. We have every spiritual blessing, the blessing given to us from our Father, and we are going to go through some of these, which is going to list nine. That's not every single one of them. But in here, there's about nine that I've pulled out. Nine spiritual blessings that we really need to faithfully commit these to memory. We've got to get these in our spirit. So, number one, which is verse four. Assurity that you are chosen. Let's read verse four. That he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and without blame before him in love. So I'm going to read through some of these Assurity that you are chosen Say I'm chosen. chosen I just read it in the word You just read it in the word Chosen before the foundation of the world According to Ephesians 1.4 If you're taking notes, write it down Number two, understanding that you are holy You are holy You are holy in him According to Ephesians 1 4. Say, I am holy in Him. According to Ephesians 1 4. Understanding that. Amen? amen. Confidence yes. that you are marked. You're blameless. Blameless before Him. Ephesians 1 4. In that verse, there's quite a few, isn't there? Yeah. So you're a surety that you're chosen. Chosen before the foundation of the world. I don't know about you, but you know what? When I found out about that, long time ago that I was chosen before the foundation yeah. of the world, yeah. that did something to my yeah. confidence. And it should do something Amen. to yours. Yeah. Because you know that you know that you know that God chose you. He chose you. Yes. He knew you. Yes. He already knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Yeah. There is no mistakes and neither are you. So life may have happened. You may have gone through a lot of things wow. that should not have happened. Yeah. There are things yeah. that the enemy set up and, and it wasn't like God didn't bring evil to you by the way. The enemy is the enemy setting you up. Of course, God allowed things to happen, but it didn't come from the hand of God because we serve a God that is good, a God that is loving, a God that says, if you do this, then that we choose and the enemy also partners with us. But let me tell you, the evil that we experience is coming from the hand of the enemy. And the open doors in your life. But God is saying, I have chosen you before the foundation of the world. And today is the day of turnaround. Today Mm -hmm. is the day for you to, and you guys were saying, you're talking about your children, some of you, right? Speaking that for your kids. Right now, let it be, calling them forth as, you know, you may see the dirt, you may see, you may see the, 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 the world. But you're going to call out the gold. You're going to raise them. You're going to speak to them. The, yeah. Amen. the Amen. treasures you that you know yes. God has already placed in yes. them. Yes. And it may be for somebody else. It may not be a child. Amen. It may be a spouse. It may be yourself. But you Amen. have to have the insight and the wisdom of knowing that God has called you chosen before the foundations of the world. Amen. And make no mistake in that. It should build your confidence in fact that he has already knit you yes. together every single thing about you. So the next time that the enemy tries to come against you and say, see, you know your mother died of that your brother died of that, your father you know this and that, and so same thing's going to happen to you, it's under your feet I've been chosen to go to that nation of the world tell them I've been cho- and when you say this, you need mm-hmm. to stand with your head held up high, and you've got to have the confidence that God wants you to have. When you have the confidence in decreeing the Word of God, then that's when things start to shift. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Amen? So we're chosen. Right. I- I'm, I'm going over this on purpose, and I'm taking my time on purpose feet. You know why? Because I really want you to get it. I really want us to get these. You know how many times have you read Ephesians 1? How many times? Chapter 1. Oh God. How many times? A lot. A times. Okay. But now listen. I'm just going to go through these. I'm going to go through these nine uh, right, right now, really quick, and then we're going to come back. All right. Chosen before the foundation of the world. Understanding that you are holy. Holy in him. Confidence that you are marked blameless. Blameless before him. Amen. Security of knowing that you are adopted, adopted as sons. Framing, frame, uh, frame the mind, framing of the mind that you are accepted, accepted in the beloved. Ownership that you are redeemed, redeemed according to His grace. Faith that you are forgiven. Forgiven of sin. A standpoint that you are predestined. Predestined according to his purposes. And an expectation of knowing that you are sealed. Sealed in the Holy Spirit. Those are just nine of what I pulled out. We're going to go back and I'm going to tell you exactly where they're at. We already went through in verse one, chapter 1 verse 4. That you are chosen that you're holy, that you're blameless, and that you're accepted. Those are all in verse 4. When you go to verse 5, you are accepted in the beloved. When you go to verse 7, you are redeemed according to his grace. Why has God redeemed you? According to his grace. You have confidence because of Christ's work in right on the cross, but in you. His work on the cross, but in you. He's the one that's doing the work. He is the one. We just come and we just receive. We get to be good receivers of what he's actually provided for us. Verse 7, faith that we are forgiven. Forgiven of sin. Stop walking around with the enemy's assignment that you are no good, that you have been, you've sinned so much, that you just constantly are in this position that God doesn't hear your prayers. Stop listening to the voice of the accuser repent and get rid of it and walk with your head held up high because you're actually not helping your Christian walk by doing that you're hindering it you're hindering it you're an ambassador for Christ that's why he shed his blood for us that is why that's why he gave us his Holy Spirit so we could stand up again and have the power of the Holy Ghost to do what we're called to do you have the power of the Holy Ghost to do what you're called to do But we've got to believe it, which means birthright. What I'm listing right here is your birthright. How many of you are saying, you know what? If God says that's my birthright, then I'm going to stand and receive it. Let's go over them again. Chosen, holy, blameless, adopted, accepted, redeemed, forgiven, predestined, and sealed. And I'm going to say it again. I'll say it a little slower. Chosen. For those that are writing please down. Chosen, holy, blameless. You know, every religious spirit goes, Oh, my gosh, we're not blameless. Oh, holy God is blameless. Here's the two that I feel like religious spirits just go, Oh, my gosh, holy and blameless. When you go, You're holy? I'm holy. You're holy. Why don't you say it over yourself? I'm holy. I'm blameless. Let's say it again. I'm holy. Say it again, Feet. Again. Sometimes we have to say to a reaction believe ourselves. I'm holy and I'm blameless. So I'm not trying to fuck you up. All of this is in Christ. All of, All of it. All of it. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of his sacrifice on the cross. Because he's still alive. He's not dead. Because he rose again and he's king because of Christ you are holy because of Christ you are blameless and so we got it we've got to get this I didn't make it up we just read it in the word of God we just read it in Ephesians but let me tell you unless you're taught this way unless you're taught this way you're taught the opposite what's the opposite that you're not holy. there's nothing good in you and that you're a sinner a sinner saved by grace hey, you know what? You may, and we do still sin, but hopefully that's less and less. But you're actually not still a sinner saved by grace. You're actually a daughter or a son of God, and you're actually an ambassador of the king. You're actually full of God's strength. You're actually holy. You're actually blameless. You tell a religious person that you're holy and you're blameless, and they think you're a cult. Yeah. <laughs> tell them to read their Bible. Don't yeah. tell them to Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and say, tell me what this says right Amen. now. Seriously, because it is a lie from the enemy to get the church. Basically, it's like taking, it's like crippling them at their feet. It's like, let's just cripple them at their feet so they're gonna hobble along. They're just gonna hobble along with their walk. They can't walk, right? Because they're hobbling, because they're not li- they're not living on a, a truth. They're living on a half-truth, which is really a lie. There's no such thing as a half-truth, guys. It's gonna cripple you, it'll cripple your walk so that's why we have so those two at least in my circles those two holy and blameless were the two that I always felt like wow well, I was shocked myself when I first found out about that years ago but those are the two in the, my circles that I find that there are if there's going to be a problem in the church guys I'm not talking about inside the church. it's these two but let's go holy chosen blameless for those that are writing adopted accepted redeemed forgiven, predestined and sealed hallelujah, we're sealed with the Holy Ghost, we're sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise he's the spirit of promise and he seals you, you're sealed that means you're his, that means he walks with you, that means he talks with you, that means means he'll never let you go, that means he's equipped you and he's imparted to you everything you need for a life right? godliness amen amen Amen. Amen. let's look at verse 11 because verse 11 I kind of looked at verse 11 as a key verse and it's right in the middle of of verse 11 and it says God works all things according to the counsel of his will God works all things I just read to you these nine spiritual blessings these nine spiritual blessings are like our birthright we've got to get the birthright correct in our spirit before we walk in true authority right right these here it says God works all things according to the counsel of his will sound a little familiar Yes. yes because in Romans 8 28 it says and we know we know that all things work together for good they work together for good for those who love God you all love God in this room. Yeah, yeah. You all we're lovers of the King. Yeah. 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 we know that all things—that means everything, all is all, everything. That means that that means that that uh, disturbing situation. That that means that that divorce. That that means that that custody case. That means that that uh, that court case. All things mm-hmm. are working together for good Amen. for those who love God and for those who are called Amen. according to his purposes. Not All things are not working together for every single person. The promise is for those who love God. The promise is for those who are called. Amen. I just Amen. read to you, you're called. Amen. If you're a believer, you're called. Yes. Amen. Stop waiting for some special call that comes out of the sky. Stop <laughs> waiting for somebody to just, you know, you looked up and you saw it written in the clouds. Like, stop! Will you stop? you your call. That's good enough for you. Remember what I read to you very in the beginning, in the very, very beginning of Ephesians. Paul. What was he?
1: An apostle
0: called by God. He didn't have to wait till there was 15 people. Wait, I think 16 is better. To all have the same idea that he should be called an apostle. He was called by God, by the will of God. Come on. Is the will of God good enough for you? Yeah. It's good enough for me. And it should be good enough for us. And so God says you're called. You are all called fashioned, and formed for his purposes. And so that's why I thought, you know what, this scripture, verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 1 was the key scripture because he's working all things together according to the counsel, thank you for godly counsel, counsel of his will. And that backs up with Romans eight twenty-eight, supporting scripture. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it is God's expressed purpose that every believer knows their spiritual blessing which he has made to abound towards us. Which is what the word says. That he makes the spiritual blessings, all of them, abound towards you. So it's not like you just barely have enough. No, they're abounding. You have more than you need. Say, I got more than I need. I than I need. <laughs> but I'm going to use it all. Because in this case, I can be greedy. Because when I use, I'm giving. What I use, I give. What I use, I own. Amen. And if I own it, it means I'm working it. I'm walking in it and I'm giving it. You. Right? you got to give it. You want more? Give it. Give it away. You want more? Give it away. Walk in the calling. Speak it out. Walk in your holiness. Walk in a blameless life. Hey, this doesn't mean that you never mess up. It just means you're equipped to repent when you do. And you get back up. And you put your crown on. You all have a crown. Did you not know you have crowns? You all have a crown. You stop. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to have crowns when you go to heaven. We're going to cast them down at his feet. Thank you, Jesus. But you know that we can live with an understanding that you have a crown right now understanding of who yes. you are in Christ. It's an understanding that you, you are truly his beloved. He truly has marked you out. And he wants to heal you. You know, he is so touching your heart, and he's wanting to heal you. I'm not going to call you up. But I just, I want you to know, I see. I see what's happening, and so does God. And there's going to be a massive breakthrough, mm-hmm. a healing. This, what you're experiencing right now, this pain in your heart, mm-hmm. this pain in situations. It's a situational mm-hmm. thing. That's not going to last forever. God is going to break in, and he's going to break through. And this thing's going to be a thing of the past. And you know what? God sees your faithfulness. You're walking, even when it's very difficult. You're walking, even though you don't see, you're just like, I don't see the answer, and I don't even know how how in the world this is going to change. But God is going to blow that thing Mm -hmm. out. Just keep being faithful. Just keep being faithful. But we see. But more importantly, God sees. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have a crown, and I believe that God gives us crowns here on Amen. earth. And you know what? I'm walking in my crown, which is the authority of Christ. Are you? Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah, the authority. So the understanding of who you are in Christ, walking with that authority, walking in that birthright. Yes. You have to have the birthright right, understood Not underestimated, but ownership before you can walk in the authority fully. Well, that, my dear, is a crown. That is God's marking on your life. That is God's supernatural marking on your life. It may not be visible in the natural, but it's still there. You will know it when you walk in it. You will know it when you walk in it. Some of you are going, I totally get what she's saying. And some of you don't, and that's okay. But you will know it when you walk in it. You're going to go, that's what she was talking about. It's a oneship with Christ that no matter what, you are so connected to the vine that nothing, no nothing, no nothing will change that. Your confidence is truly that Jesus Christ, the lover of my soul, yearns and longs to be with me. Amen. I yearn and long to be with him. So I walk in a oneship with him. That's what we are called to walk in. Amen? Amen. And that's the kind of crown. It's a confidence. It's an understanding of who you are, your identity in in him. So owning and living in these God-given birthrights, they unfold. Heaven's riches. There are riches. Remember I said these are spiritual blessings? But when you walk in this, when you own it and you live in these God-given birthrights, it unfolds for you. Riches that are in heaven that they cannot be weighed by earthly standards. These riches that we're talking about, they can't be weighed. They can't. Yes. There's no price. They can't be weighed by an earthly standard. No one can put a price on it. You're rich in love. You're rich in him. And you have the supernatural power to pull down those strongholds. You have the supernatural power to change circumstances. You have the supernatural supernatural power of God in Christ to walk holy and blameless and when you arrive things change when you arrive on the scene things must change but you got to know it before it happens it's not going to happen unless you know it so somebody needs to get that today say when I arrive things change because of the spirit of the living God in me because of the spirit of the living God in you Amen? amen amen So that just comes, the more that you just go over this, the more you gain gain your confidence in this. So we are more than conquerors. You're more than a conqueror. Let's read Romans 8, 37 through 39. Romans 8, 37 through 39. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him, it's all through Jesus who loved us. For I am convinced Are we convinced, church? We've got to be convinced. That means there's no room for doubt. There is absolutely no room for doubt. I am persuaded. I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things that are present, nor things to come. Nothing is going to separate you from the love of God. Nothing at all. But we've got to be convinced. We've got to be we've got to be so persuaded that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when you walk with this this persuasion, when you walk with this conviction, my goodness, my goodness, you learn to delight yourself in him. And when you learn to delight yourself with him, you really do become a force that the enemy. Wants to run from. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at ww.cathicopola.org.